and welcome to Concert Pipeline. That's Jen Schippel. And that is Steve Jones. And today on the program, uh, we we have a fun show. We I uh, got to cover a show that was uh, at Slims. We had a it was kind of a, a last minute edition this uh, past week, but it was a uh, it was a lot of fun. I interviewed um, a, a guy named Travis Hayes um, and his uh, his drummer Chet. So it was uh, it was a, a fun show to cover. That's really cool. And I was not able to go, and I was just trying to remember. Well, gosh, why could I not go to that fun show? And I just remembered I had one of these uh, holiday dinners to go to um, that was just kind of numbing. It was. <laughs> yes, uh, it was an obligatory one, right? Like, uh, your, your friend Tony, or I guess our mutual friend Tony said that uh, he was supposed to go to that too, but he was going to the X show across town. So. Right, exactly. So I had no idea that he was bailing on this dinner. Had I known, then maybe you know you, you would have done I the same. could have done the same thing. But usually um, it's, it's an annual event, and it's kind of a mandatory thing. Um, you know, a bunch of us get together. We're all friends. We bring our significant others, and it's kind of a, but I don't know, Tony kind of lives in his own world. So anyway, it was funny because here I am, you know, uh, at this holiday party and um it's like where's tony you know so i'm asking his wife where's where's your husband where's tony oh he's at a concert uh-huh i was like what i could be at a concert right now i too. know right <laughs> and then you guys text me a picture of you guys together yeah and not just us together but so i did the interview and uh, and then Tony uh, Tony had said he'd help out with uh, with cameras for shooting the performance. Uh, that uh, T- uh, Travis Hayes was so awesome to be to perform a song for the show, which we'll get to in just a little bit. And Tony uh, showed up uh, after uh, a little after the interview, and uh, and he came in and he was dressed as Santa. He was dressed as Santa. That's which, hilarious. I, which I, I shouldn't be surprised because this is Tony and. I mean, he's, he's as much insane. as he's yeah. He's almost as much of an oddball as you are. You, you kind of you two. Yeah. I, I, I totally understand why you two are friends. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> We're both oddballs in yes. different ways. Yes. You know, Tony. Uh, did he have some sort of event to go to? He, where, where everybody was dressed up as Santa, or it, it was just was because it was a, a Friday, no, no Saturday, no, no. He, <laughs> he went to SantaCon, where there's like a thousand Santas in San Francisco. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I. You know, I was at a bar once. Um, Believe it or not. Really? <laughs> you? <laughs> yeah. And I would say... Um, Once, twice, people, three times. <laughs> three times. But this was last um, last uh, year, around this time. And I would say about 10% of the people in the bar were dressed up as Santa El- Santa's elves. And I'm like, why are Santa's elves all over the place? This is so uh-huh. bizarre. And I looked outside on the street and there were a bunch of Santa's elves everywhere. I'm like, oh, is this some sort of like flash mob thing or what is this? I never got the memo. I wish I could be, you know, I, I would have dressed up for this. Yeah, you that, that, that totally. sounds up your alley. He he made a pretty good Santa, but he didn't walk in with the beard on and everything. He was like down. I was like, he wanted to take a picture. And I was like, put the beard on. What are you doing? You know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So. Well, that's cool. I'm glad you guys had fun. Uh, I was with you in spirit, um, but instead I was wine tasting. Uh, it was this wine pairing thing, and we were drinking different kinds of wines and eating different kinds of foods and trying to figure out what matches what. And here I am thinking Steve is having an awesome time. Yeah. Wish I could hang out with my buddy Steve. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was good. It was a, f- a fun show. It was a, a benefit show at Slim's. And um, and Slim's is always a good place to, to see shows uh, anyway. So it was, you know, of course, 
yeah, I'll head to the city, see a show at Slim's. Um, and uh, yeah, had a great chat with Travis Hayes, which we'll have uh, on in just a few minutes. Um, cool. Well, before you jump into that, talking about fun, can I tell you something that I recently did that was a ton of fun? I hope you will. Yeah, I um, I bust out my shovel and I dug a hole. Uh, okay, you, you dug a pool in your backyard, is that? Mm, yeah, that would have been exciting. Uh-huh. This was not so much. Uh, had to dig a hole. Uh, because I was going to plant this small tree bush thing. Okay. But there's a catch. Okay, here it comes. <laughs> Here's a catch. This is where it gets like a, fun. This is where it gets fun. I had to dig like a pre-hole. So I had to dig a hole that wasn't really for the tree. It was uh-huh. to to find like my septic line and move it. Oh gosh! Okay, <laughs> so see, I don't and, know why I said septic. I used to live in a house with a septic system, but uh-huh. it's a, it was the actual okay. real sewer line. Okay, dig up. So you're you constantly give me reasons to not be a homeowner, and yeah. and never have I gone back and wavered on my my doubt of uh, continuing to rent because people are like, oh, you could pay into something that will be yours. Whatever, it's don't ha- ever do it. Yeah, Dude, it's half the size. Renting, of, yeah, rent, renting is the best thing ever. Homeownership is is just a lot of hype and all this shit about, oh, yeah, you got to invest in your future, buy a house and whatever. We have spent so much money on this place and we get to do these ridiculous projects like, you know, dig a huge hole, find the sewer line and move it just so we can plant a freaking tree and have like a privacy tree for our window because we hate blinds. So that's the only reason we're doing this. We can't stand blinds, <laughs> oh my, my wife God. and I. So instead of blinds, we're going to have this privacy tree thing so our neighbors can't look in. But to do that, we had to move, or I had to move I, the sewer line. Previously, I would question, why would your neighbors even be, be looking? But your neighbors, you've been, you've been sharing more and more about your neighbors and how they're, you know, they're pretty competitive with you and they're, they might be competitive. Yeah, yeah, we've got a full-blown – I don't know if we talked about yes. that on the podcast. We, we, we did. We talked about we did? It. Last week oh, we talked about yeah. the Christmas light fiasco, I believe, right? So. It's, it's a full-blown war now. Um, uh-huh. I added some extra lights, but I'm still trying to figure out what the – you know, what's going to help me win the war here. I need a real, you know, killer setup. Well, you're running out of time. I'll just say. I know. To... I am running out of time. I better get on it. Yeah, I think it sounds like they're uh, they're winning, so they're going to win. They are. They're they, win. they definitely are. I think I'm just going to steal their laser show thing, and just shine That's it good. at my house, and that'll be fun. That'll be fun. That sounds great. So, so the septic <laughs> septic line. So you're uh, are you going to have to get all dirty and covered in shit and everything? Is this like, kind of? It this... wasn't. It wasn't nearly as shitty as I thought it would be. Um, it definitely didn't mm-hmm. smell very good, but it wasn't like, you know, shit was spewing out of a pipe or anything like that. It oh. wasn't, it wasn't my worst nightmare, you know, and yeah. it wasn't, certainly wasn't something I ever had on my bucket list of things I always wanted to do and I could cross off. So there was no gratification at all. Yeah. Um, in fact, I'd probably rather walk around naked and have my neighbors look at me than ever have to do that again. Yeah, well, you could you could have done that if you didn't do the the septic line, right? So yeah, well, whatever. Now I've got it moved, and now we can have a little tree grow there and not have to worry about the roots, yeah. you know, clogging the septic stuff and our toilets overflowing and stuff. So yeah, yeah so that was fun. So moral of the story here, Steve: don't ever buy a house. I Rent. I'm holding off as long as I can. I'll, I'll tell you that I'm not in yeah. any rush. So uh, do you have any fun plans for the holidays? And you're usually traveling somewhere. So, yes, so, uh, that is true. That is true. Uh, well, my dad's birthday is tomorrow. Yes. Uh, he lives, as you know, in Seattle. So I I'm going to go visit him for his birthday, kind of. I'm going to miss it by a day, but I'll be up there this weekend. Okay. 
Yeah, that's my little trip. And then um, for the holidays, uh, we're taking another little trip to the Bahamas. Of course you are. Yes, <laughs> a little trip. Jeez, <laughs> a little trip ridiculous. to the Bahamas. When, when is that? Is that January that you're going? Or is no, it... it's like the December twenty third. So you have two trips in the next week. Yeah. Yeah, and then we're coming back, I think, on the 31st. And um, the thing about the Bahamas, though, is that, uh, I mean, it sounds exciting. Oh, yeah, cool, Bahamas. I've always wanted to go to the Bahamas. But we booked this trip, Steve, uh-huh. like a day before Hurricane, whatever it's called, okay. ripped through the, the islands and through Florida in that area. Uh-huh. So I don't know um, you know, how much of the Bahamas is really left. <laughs> yeah, it would be a disaster relief uh, fixing trip instead, right? Yeah, exactly. So I'm imagining beaches that are sort of half there with crap all over the place. So, you know, I don't know. Um, I don't really know what the state of, of, of the, the facilities are in right now, but we'll find out. It'll be fun no matter what happens. Yeah. Well, that sounds, I mean, that sounds really amazing. I mean, I've I've only been out of the country twice. One of the times was to the Bahamas. I mean, never as an adult have I been out of the country. So uh, as a kid, summer after ninth grade, I went to the Bahamas and, uh, and then we rented like a houseboat and it was, it was the coolest thing I've ever seen because they're out in the middle of nowhere, out in the middle of water. And no matter which direction you look, uh, you don't see any land. And I never, being from like the city and, you know, and the Bay area, right. you don't, you don't see that stuff. That's not, you don't really experience that. Yeah. That's cool. It's not something that's, to see. So that's really cool. I don't think I've ever experienced that. That's you've, awesome. you've done lots of traveling. So I do, I do, yeah, but I'm not really like a boat person. Yeah. Uh, it's just because I get seasick so easily, so I'm not somebody that's hanging out there on a raft or something where I can't see land. I think that'd be kind of freaky. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like <laughs> a, a uh, yeah, I know, because what happened? What if something happens to your boat or something, right? Like you're, you're sure, right. right? <laughs> Unless it's a really big boat, yeah. you know, if it's a ferry yeah. or a cruise ship or something. Yeah, deal, yeah, but... it'll probably be okay. Yeah. I mean, Titanic, you know, that doesn't Titanic, you know, you know, big boats, nothing ever happens nothing, to those. ever. No. I think we had a cruise ship recently a few years ago that tipped over, you know, no big deal. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of, you know, I'm trying to find a place that's affordable that would be, that I could take the kids for like a weekend, um, maybe in January or something, you know, so. I well, get, you're always talking about going to Tahiti or Haiti yeah, or something. I do that like all that. the time, yeah, so that's a good weekend trip too. <laughs> yeah, it's really close. I'm sure you could just, you know, hop on right over. There. Yeah, 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 that's, that's. Probably not going to happen. Uh, ah. Not going not to be on a plane with the kids for it at all. <laughs> well, I'd recommend someplace in Central America because um, e- it might be a little bit pricey getting there and coming back, but once you're there, um, you can get some. You can get some. You know, good deals. Yeah, I, I want to sometime take them to Florida. That's I mean, that's not a weekend trip or anything, but I have family there that they've never met mm. and I haven't seen since like, I was a kid or whatever, right? So mm. I want to take them there, um, and there's a lot to do there as, as well, and I'd have some place to stay, so that would make it a little bit more affordable, but that's more of like a summer trip or something. So Right, right, right. Um, anyway, yeah. Oh, right. Well, fun. should we get to our artist? I think we should, and that is, uh, like I said, Travis Hayes, uh, and uh, he – we sat down backstage before the show, uh, had a, a good chat, and uh, and we're going to get to listen to that. But he also performed a song for the podcast, which um, which uh, the video for that you'll be able to see uh, upon Concert Pipeline's Facebook page at uh, Concert Pipeline 
pod. There you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you did it. Yes. You you were squinting like, oh my waiting. god, he's going to screw like, this up. Is he going to get concert it? Concert Pipeline Pod. Yeah, yes. and everything else is Concert Pipeline. Yes. Twitter, Instagram, uh, Periscope, you, uh, you name it, uh, is at Concert Pipeline. So, yeah, um, so yeah can... exactly. And I just I, I learned recently um, that uh, Instagram is kind of the new Facebook forum for artists, for musicians. Is that what you learned? I learned that. Yeah. yeah, that's not part of my music yeah. news that we'll share later on. I oh. just, that's just a little side, little piece of side knowledge there. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Instagram. Good to know. Well, let's hop into it. This is uh, Travis Hayes' Weather Patterns is the name of the song, and it's uh, an unreleased new song. That's uh, a Concert Pipeline exclusive. Here it is. Okay. I'm Travis Hayes, and you're listening to Concert Pipeline.
Good. I like it back here, huh? Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, Actually, got- like they painted the walls and everything. <coughs> like, uh, they've changed it a lot. But Moving but, on up in the world. Yeah. I'm here with Travis Hayes and Cade from tra- the Travis Hayes Band. Yeah. How are you? Thanks for having us. Hey, thanks for being here. We're at Slim's in San Francisco. You've uh, played here before, you said? Uh, yeah, we did. We played back in 2013, 14, a year, a year or so ago. Yeah, happy to be back. This place is uh, it's amazing. I've, I saw, I was just telling someone earlier, I saw my f- first show in San Francisco, or my first San Francisco show here at Slim's when I was like 16. Wow. So that will obviously always be a fond memory. What was that show? Oh, I can't tell you that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it a secret, really? Uh, I, I mean, I could... Oh, man. Don't be embarrassed. You, oh, um, it was a band called His Infernal Majesty. <laughs> also known as Him. Mm, yeah. Yes. From Sweden oh, or Finland yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, over, over yonder. With, with, with um... Oh, oh it was, um... Like, the skater, Bam Margera. Yeah, Bam Margera. He yeah. was like... Yeah. He got their tattoo, their logo on it tattooed and... Um, and everything. Yeah, I grew up in a real small town in Northern California, and MTV was like my everything. So my uh, my buddy and I like really loved that band in yeah. our like very emo youth, and uh, and came and saw them, and it was actually really phenomenal. But probably only because we were like 16, and it yeah. was like the big city, and we were hyped up on Butterfinger and rock stars. Well, <laughs> You know, I'll match that. You know, I I drove down to Anaheim and back in one day in the pouring rain to see CKY. Oh, so, yeah, there you go. So, uh, House of Blues. Down, yeah. This was, was the right interview to reveal <laughs> that information. <laughs> so CKY. I, I figure, yeah, that's 90, a name from the past too. Right? Ninety-six, work. quite bitter bean. Is that the oh, song? Yes. Infiltrate, destroy, rebuild. I love it. That was my jam. I loved. That was my favorite album back in the day. Like infiltrate, destroy, rebuild. Yes. Yeah. That's a good one. I I could sing that album. That was my like. You you get on the road. You just put on infiltrate, destroy. Great yeah. road music. Yeah, I need now. I need to pull that back out because it's one of those albums that's. <laughs> do it. You know what? We're gonna play one of those songs tonight. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's the way I'm, to do it. I'm sure our guitar player actually knows that riff. Yeah. Oh man. I know if our uh, uh, touring bass player was here, he would know it, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Now back. I, I know that Slim's is special for you uh, for other reasons as well, and that's Chuck Reagan. You, uh, 2008, uh, yeah. Chuck Reagan show oh, yeah. here. You kind of made you want to really get into music, right? Yeah, I got real sentimental on the internet earlier this week. <laughs> I saw. Uh, <laughs> as I think everyone does. That's why they invented the internet. Yeah. To get sentimental on. Uh, yeah, no. Um, I had been living in the city for two a year or two. I got my first apartment. It, of course, had like eight other people in the apartment uh-huh. because that was the only way you could, you could that's all you the only way you can afford to live here right right you're, exactly you're and, not living uh, on your own and all i think i feel like it was like one of the our first outings like for all the like all the roommates and it was like right around my birth i don't think it was a birthday thing but any, anyway we just we all went out to see um to see chuck reagan at slims here at slims and it was 
I knew hot, I knew of Hot Water Music, but I hadn't seen any of Chuck's solo stuff yet. And he and I know that he'd put this whole night together, um, and they call, he called it the Revival Tour. Um, and so it was news to me. I think it was, it was the first year they did it, so it was new new to everyone. But uh, Lord Jane Grace from Against Me was on there. I was a huge Against Me fan growing up, yeah. so that was kind of like one of the main reasons to go. I was like, oh yeah, I know one of the. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the people performing but um yeah ben nichols from lucero was played played in a and tim barry was on the bill and it was just looking back on it it was just this all-star cast of like like i don't know how you would have you would be able to put that together now yeah and so i remember it just being like the coolest night and all these songwriters trading back and forth between songs and singing on each other's songs and sharing their own so songs yeah. yeah and it was just all this camaraderie and this it just I felt like I wasn't the only one writing these important songs like the songs were not just mine anymore like other people felt that way and I there was artists that I liked up in that point but it just really instilled like this really amazing sense of community um that kind of helped me point point me in the right direction I guess yeah as far as where my career uh was going and and kind of trying to really get serious about songwriting and um yeah, in the process after that night, I think I went home and I was like, all right, I got to learn how to play the harmonica. It was like that Chuck Reagan guy really knows how to play harmonica. And, uh, and yeah, and uh, I got really into, um, like Ben Nichols played that night. His band Lucero is like one of my all-time favorite live bands yeah. like ever. They're just, I love that band so much. And um, I think a few years after that show, I ended up playing a show with Tim Barry. Um, you know, long story short, I've played with a lot of people that have been on the Revival Tour, um, which has been really humbling and, and really awesome to to be a part of um, and to have those opportunities. But Chuck, I think, eventually stopped. They stopped doing the Revival Tour. Um, but that had always been kind of like a, a little, admittedly, a, a, like a pretty big dream to be like part, the ask to play a Revival Tour. I was yeah. like, that was that's like the top, you know? And so... Somewhere along the line, uh, ended up uh, Chuck ended up befriending me, and we've played a few shows. And he's one of the most, you know, just a very just, nice guy. Yeah. Like uh, on top of all the like great songwriting and uh, stage presence, that that's honestly the thing that um, like I'm from Wyoming, so I'd heard of Hot Water Music growing up, and then uh, fast forward 10, 15 years, like. We're sharing a bill with Chuck Reagan, and to see him go up on stage with just a guitar and his voice and command a room of people with like, and everybody knows all the songs. Like that is, like, that's songwriting at its barest form and what like as an artist you should be able to do. And so it like, to be able to be around that in any capacity, yeah. Let alone ask to be like, hey, you guys want to jump on a bill at Slim's and. Rocky Vadalato is here too, and it's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's so cool. It, yeah, no, it, and so, f- for me, I mean, Chuck's reached out. We've reached out a few times, um, you know, and he asks like, "Hey, are you available?" And I just immediately am absolutely. like, "Absolutely, yeah, absolutely." Yeah. Just tell me when and where, and I'll be yeah. there. Um, but, uh, but tonight is like is really special because it, there's just like this great cast of bands in this killer lineup um including rocky botolato and you know royal oaks from 
from Chico and Reverend Reverend Payton. And uh, I can't help but think that it feels a little like a revival tour. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that is is like, it's a little dream come true. It's just, you know, we're just happy to be here and be a part of this night. And um, it's kind of cool to see those those things in your life come full circle. And have you been able to talk to Chuck about uh, his, how he kind of helped inspire you to have I fa- fanboyed out? Oh, yeah, have you, exactly. Have you, have you fanboyed out? <laughs> no, with Chuck I yet? think that, I think that's, what's awesome about, um, I mean, I've never been one to like, I've never even growing up, having, I've never been like the super fan that like needs the autographs or wants the photos together or any of those things. Yeah. I've always wanted to like, build a rapport or have like a great conversation or like spend some or have a drink or just like pick someone's brain about something that's always been you know my goal and in, in, in doing music and, and outside of my own um, you know need to write songs and, and find that release uh, it's always been about kind of again just growing into that community and kind yeah. of seeing these people as, as peers and like being able to have conversations and open up about why it is they do this crazy thing called music and why it is we all do it and uh so like with that with that said it's just it's it's awesome to be able to call chuck a friend and it's just running into him and and seeing him every time for shows it's just it's it's nice it it feels like i don't i don't need to go out of my way to kind of like um rationalize why we need to be here or why or i don't know it's it's a good feeling to feel like you're on the same level with these with people you looked up to. And so you grew up in the Bay Area, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Where, grew up in the Bay Area. Where'd you grow up? Um, up in Northern California, up along the coast, uh, Mendocino oh, okay. County. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Okay. And uh, you went to the Napa Valley Film Festival uh, recently. Uh, you performed there. Mm-hmm. How was that? Yeah, that was fun. We. Uh, I, I'm from Napa. Oh really? Okay. And and I have something I'm going to tell you about Napa, but to first first tell me about the film festival. How, yeah, how the film festival so. is cool. Um, uh, yeah, they asked us to play a few nights of the film festival, and um, it was it was fun. I mean, I hadn't I hadn't played film festival, but it's just it's almost kind of I don't know. You play certain shows, and you're almost wondering why, um, like like oh they're. What, they're paying us for this <laughs> for yeah. this thing like you're like you could just invited me and give us given me some uh tickets to see some movies and, and i'd be happy a right? couple glasses of wine and i'd be happy exactly but uh didn't it, you uh seth lale joined you for that right yeah we did uh we did we uh drove up there together and did a little duo set um so it was nice it was like yeah it was like dude's weekend yeah <laughs> just drinking wine and watching movies and playing some songs it was yeah it's really everything you'd think about the Napa Film Festival being. What, what was your Napa story? My Napa story is that, uh, so I, I grew up in Napa and I, I live in Napa again now. I moved out for ten, like 10 years, ended up back, you know, good place for the kids to grow up and everything. But um, today I was listening to both versions of your Young Days album as I was running out uh, the streets of Napa, 12 miles. I. Uh, I took on the, I started this project at the end of September um, to run every street in Napa, and oh, and I oh, finished wow. it today listening to Young Days. Uh, no way! Yes, and, the, and one, the one with drums or without drums? Both. So I, what I did was, <laughs> uh, so, so I, I would go back and forth between 
you, you have two versions of the album, uh, and right. I'd go back and forth between the acoustic and the full album, listening to you know one track and then the, and hear the subtleties, uh, the differences in, in the other track, and be changing it as I'm you know as my phone's like getting wet in the <laughs> in the <laughs> thing, but um, but yeah, it was uh, a good way to wind down like over 435 miles of running. I was ask how long? That's great. Yeah. You started that in September. It took you only three months. Yeah, nice. forty-five days total um, of running. That's so. a. That's a. Congratulations. Thank that's you. Great. Thank you. So. Yeah. Aside so aside from the fact that you're even yeah. listening to yeah, our I, music, I, but like yeah. that's wow, that's cool. That is a cool Napa story. It's, it was fun. So. Do you have any other cities you plan on? No. That's the thing. Like, what, what's next? Well, I'm, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be driving to other uh, cities to to do this. This is just a hometown thing. It's just like one of my old bosses did it for the town that he lives in, and uh, and I thought, you know, is this crazy or is this something, you know, I can do? And it's both, absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely crazy. Uh, but it was it was a fun project, and now I'm done with it. I'm not going to scooter, bike, crawl, <laughs> do anything. I'm not doing any other towns. That's very, that's very cool. We have yeah. one of our extended band members is from Napa, so yeah, I'll be sure to send this over to him. So he I <laughs> probably ran by it. Well, I ran by his house then. I'm so sure, yeah, sure. because I ran every street, every little court, everything. Like uh, wow. In, so in what are you gonna? So. Where are you gonna run when the new record comes out? Oh man, I, where where are you dropping it? So <laughs> like I'm not doing San Francisco. No, that's, we've got to rework not, our PR campaign now. Yeah, to, to a city, a runnable city. He runs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, so that was a, a fun project. But tell back to the, I mean, kind of the album. Tell me about how the album came about and why, why the two different versions? Because oh, that's a unique uh, of young days. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, um, I'll try to make the the abbreviated story. Um, I went on tour. My first like major tour was out to Austin for South by Southwest, and I met a um, friend of mine. Uh, another songwriter um, his name's Christian Lee Hudson and I played a number of shows with him and he was just by himself solo acoustic and the songs were phenomenal I loved them and then he sent me home with one of his CDs and I got home and I listened to it and there was more production and it was great full sounding drums everything but it was kind of missing that like rawness that I had like loved about his solo set and so I thought well that's I had kind of have the same dynamic. I'm recording this full band record, but I wonder if when I'm on tour, if people hear me solo acoustic, they might prefer that. And you know, yeah. and I've heard of a lot of a lot of my family has made comments about that. You know, people that are close, but I never thought about doing it kind of on a like a release, like a actual release um, in mind. So we um, finished the full length record with drums and 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 bass and guitars and vocal just like everything and um i was really proud and really happy with that and then we spent a weekend um in my producer's home studio and i just sat down for 12 hours and played the entire record solo acoustic just with one like two mics live no no uh back like backing tracks or um metronome or or anything because i wanted to just do a really raw take of the whole record um acoustic you know by myself and um but it was kind of the whole time i'm thinking like we could just scrap this <laughs> like this doesn't actually have to be anything and so uh, but in the end I, I was really happy with it and um so we kind of just 
released it as like a compendium to the to the full length record so um it's nice to kind of give people that option yeah there's there are subtleties like you're mentioning with chuck right there are subtleties that you know come out when you're just and vulnerabilities that like from the guitar and everything when it's just you and the guitar and there's not the other instruments to kind of you know comp to compile with with that right to build this you know uh completeness but but it's amazing and uh, on its own as well so I, yeah I, I like having both i mean i, yeah, I think it's cool thank you that's yeah. like really awesome to hear yeah. <laughs> and 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 at the end of the acoustic version you did uh, uh as i'm running i i hear uh, a, a really really cool version of damn it by by Blink-182, who you saw last night yes. as well. There it is, our hit single. <laughs> yes, right. Our hit single, the cover of Blink-182. <laughs> uh, we, um, so if, to get into like specifics of it, there is, um, on the full-length record of Young Days, there is an instrumental track, and there's also a solo acoustic track. Um, so I didn't feel the need to do the instrumental yeah. acoustic or to do redo the acoustic track. So... We had two songs to play with, and or two, you know, I I wanted to do the same length for both of the records, and so I thought, what what can we do? Um, and so I threw on a um, a new song that I had been working on, and then also a cover, and then this cover of Blink One Eight Two, their song "Damn It." Um, I but so you we do it in such a slow manner. It totally yeah. changed. It, it makes it. I not, didn't recognize it was as damn it at first because it was just so, until you get to the hook and, and everything. And it, that's I was like, that's amazing. And actually, I <laughs> I texted my buddy who is actually friends with Mark and was with him last night at the show and everything. Oh no way! Yeah, and and I, I was like, listen to this uh, song by Travis Hayes who I'm interviewing tonight. You know, it's it's really cool. And yeah, I hope he showed just, Mark Hoppus that. I I bet he did. <laughs> Safe, and, a safe uh, bet says he did. Uh, I wonder, and Mark was probably just like, <laughs> another cover, <laughs> no, oh, another no. one. No, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, we went. We went. Uh, Kate and I both. We went and saw um, Blink One Eight Two last night. How was it? Oh, it was great. That was my first time uh, seeing them live in any form. Um, so it was it was cool to get like they come on stage and it's one of those things where you're just like, I have seen you on TV yeah. and on album covers for. 20 years Since I was a kid and you're real like <laughs> you're right there yeah wow <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah blink 182 was that band that made me want to be in the band they made me feel like i could be in the band like oh these guys they're yeah. doing it i can do that and so they hold they hold i mean that's but that's kind of that's their like mo right yeah. like no, no, what do they call it crappy punk rock crappy pop rock or whatever their slogan is but um, anyway, for I will forever love that band Blink-182. And so on that acoustic record, I, I had kind of been messing around with my own version of Damn It. And um, yeah, but that's what I love about playing other people's music is making it your own and um, adapting it to kind of fit your style and, and not just be like a karaoke-esque version. Um, but yeah, again, it's just, yeah. And then we put it on the internet and... It's the most listened to song. Is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, whatever brings them in, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, but it's good. But it's, I feel it's I'm, an ode pr- to, yeah. I'm proud of it. I'm proud. Of, it's like it's a fun song to play. So it's it's um it's we, good. We I'm glad people are listening. Keep on keep on listening, Mark Hoppus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and speaking of your style, kind of uh, you kind of describe yourself as uh, alt country roots, right? 
Yeah. And so, yeah. so tell me how you kind of fit into that style and what draw, draws you to that jo- uh, genre of music. Uh, well, I think um, I think like alt country is a pretty popular term these days. So it's, when when dealing with genres, it's nice to kind of do your best to point people in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> and let hold on, let's let's get the real story here. Okay. Uh, being from Wyoming, I understand country music and listening to his songs, um, especially in the raw form, uh, is one of those things where like he always says, it's three chords in the truth, that's what I play, it's honest songs. I'm like, dude, you understand that's country, right? Like, you're playing country music. Have you listened to country music radio at all in the last five years? Like, you are playing country music. It's like, no, no, no. Trying to and say. Finally, after beating him down with it, he's like, oh, wait. We're, we are kind of country. So I will take, I, I might be overstepping my bounds, but I don't care. I will take credit for being able to put the term country on it. Because you weren't calling it that. He's holding back. Took a real country boy. Yeah. To, uh, from Wyoming. To, right, from Wyoming <laughs> to uh, peg our music. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, it's hard. Like, I, I was doing... The, uh, music solo for a long time and so it was really easy to be like oh you know singer songwriter you know white guy with an acoustic guitar yeah um so it's nice with the full band band sound and kind of really establishing where we are um you know sonically it's it yeah it kind of everything becomes a little clearer and um i think well living in a city like san francisco you got to throw that alt on there <laughs> it's uh you know country not quite country it's uh you know it's it's in that uh it's in that realm but um yeah i don't know i think kate said it all yeah he sure did he's cr- cracking up here oh i just yeah. for those of you at home listening we got some ice coming oh floor no, come floor. on come on Wait, do it yeah. there it is ice in the cooler yes that's that's hospitality folks yeah, fresh ice. The sound of hospitality. Yeah. So tell me about love songs and how that uh, how that came about. Oh, love songs. Uh, love songs was kind of an in, not I won't say an inside joke, but I wrote a, I wrote a few songs and I and I was just thinking I don't know if these are gonna end up on an album. They're just like my most lovey dovey songs <laughs> that I've written, yeah. and I was like, they're just you know we'll call we'll call it love songs, and then. Um, and then uh, my friend, she was gonna get married, and I wanted to give her a wedding gift. And I thought, you know what? Let's let's release these songs. Let's um, let's call it love songs, and we'll do a little a little EP out of them. So it was kind of just in the middle of um, in the middle of working on records, and and um, I kind of put these two three songs together. And um, yeah, I mean, there's a, I mean, they're. I've been at their love songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it sounds pretty self-explanatory, but not that I don't write any love songs. But a lot of my songs touch um, more about on the uh, you know heavier, heavier side of life, and so um, to have a couple songs in the mix there that are are more purely about um, love and the infatuation behind that is it was nice. So um, yeah, I got Emily Whitehurst um, to sing with me on those tracks and. Um, 
and we had some ch- some cello and just acoustic and it was night we'd pro- I tried to just make them as pretty yeah <laughs> as pretty what can I surround myself <laughs> with that is pretty <laughs> that will really bring these songs to life so um but it's nice yeah it, so it's uh I had a, a song on there for my best friend who was getting married and uh, uh my own personal love song and um and that's what I was going to ask as well. Is most of your material kind of really personal, or do you kind of fictionalize it a, a bit as well? Like, what what works for I you? Don't, I don't think I can write fiction. Yeah. I think I know a lot of songwriters that can, but um, yeah, it's. I think it's it's personal to the point of not being so subjective to to my own yeah. <laughs> to my own life. It can work for anyone. Um, <laughs> so I try to I try to keep some openness and openness in my songs to um kind of let other people in and and take a shape and form um of their of their own i mean each song is very specific but um but i love that i can share it with other people and they can kind of find their own their own meaning in it um so i wasn't the drummer on the first record (laughs) um so i was just like a, a friend of Travis and he's like, yeah, check out the, check out the record. And I did. And the thing that I really appreciated about it was that, um, there's like, when you grow up in your, uh, you know, junior high, high school music is sort of, I think the first thing that people find to be able to like, somebody gets me and it, it touches you on this level where you're just like, Oh, this is what I've been trying to say and I couldn't say it and you did, you know? And I think for Travis and myself and a lot of kids of our generation, it was emo music, you know? Dashboard Confessional, yep. Brand New, um, Jimmy World. Like these bands that were not afraid to be like, I hurt, like yeah. it, it's, it's weird growing up, you know? And dealing with that blink to an extent, yeah. you know? Speaking and of Dashboard, I interviewed Chris Caraba right in this room, so. Not, I'm yeah. looking at the Dashboard. Oh yeah, yeah. He's right right behind you. Yeah, I know. know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it was, and that's one of the things that like I told Travis was, dude, your song spoke to me in this way that like I hadn't had a record speak to me in years, Um, and so I I, like being coming from an outside of the band point of view. That's one of the things that I like. There is an honesty and a vulnerability and a like, hey guys, everything's not so dandy. You know, and like you can put it behind music and talk about it in an honest way, and I, uh, I like that. It's uh, it's cool. You you do a good job at that. And I Agre- hired agreed. Him. Yeah, <laughs> that that was the interview process, right? You do a great yeah. job. Can I be a oh, part of it? <laughs> you like my music? You're hired. In the band, excellent. So being from the Bay Area, and uh, how long have you lived in the Bay Area? Kid? Uh, seven years. Seven years. What are, what are your favorite venues to see uh, see a concert at? Oh, that was see. That was close. You almost said, yeah. "What's your favorite venue to play?" Yeah, that would be slim. Yeah, could, uh, <laughs> can't say that while no, we're in a venue. No, no, no. Um, man, I um, man, venue. There has been a lot of few venues that have come and gone that I've really loved. But um, I, th- I um, the Great American Music Hall will always be one of my favorite music like venues to see live music. It's just just being in there is. Um, you're, it takes you out of the real world. You know, you feel a part of whatever is happening there. A part of the music, yeah. part of the night. Um, so that's, I mean, that's up there. Um, and early on, when I first moved to the city, this this club called uh, Bimbo's Three Sixty Five yep. Club. Yep. 
um, they used to th- throw shows all the time, and I just remember it being. I mean, they, they still do live music, um, but I just remember it being like this such a cool like. You'd walk in and there's like bathroom attendants and there's cocktail like waiters walking around and giving you drinks and everyone's dressed to the nine and there's like 1940s esque, like in the whole club everything looks so cool. It's just um, it had this. You just like were walking into this this decade of past and um, it was such such a cool feeling. Um, I haven't been there in, in a while, but um, they used to do all. I just tried to go to so many shows there just because it was such a cool space. Yeah. How about you, kid? Um, well, Great American is just a very special room. Um, it's beautiful in there. Um, but for me, uh, Bottom of the Hill, mm, uh, yeah. that's the venue that, being from Wyoming, every band that I like, I, when you look at tour routes, everybody plays the bottom of the hill. Yeah. And so to actually get to go there, see shows, and then have the opportunity to play there. And you'll be playing there next year. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, that's one of those just really intimate uh, rooms where there's a good, it's a, uh, it's just a down, dirty, yeah, I love it. I yeah, love I know. It. I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, yeah, the backstage, behind the stage is cool. You have the staircase upstairs, yeah. and you it, can feel it, the history. Everyone's yeah. played there, and yeah. it's like, yeah, you can feel it. It's great. I love that space. For me, it's the Fillmore. There's just so much history in that room, and the Fillmore. It's the Fillmore is yeah. You can get lost in the posters on the wall, oh, like, yeah. and feel the energy of. I don't know why they don't do tours there. Just like, here's a 45-minute hour tour. Just go look at all yeah. the posters. No, seriously, though. Like, it's amazing. And, like, because that's another one where everybody's played yeah. it. And it, it, there is so much history there. Yeah. Excellent. So uh, so what does 2017 hold for you guys? And working on a new album? We're playing the film more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Man, wouldn't that be great? We can we'll say it now. Hot dog. Hot dog. Hot dog. We're playing the film more in 2017. Um yeah um yeah we're um going in this new year we're that's the bass player that's the bass player calling us right now um we are um we are going in this new year finishing um finishing this new record that we've been working on most of this year with uh um yeah i mean we we went in last winter we started kind of laying out the groundwork for this new record and, and finishing the songs June we went in and actually started tracking the last couple of months we've been mixing it down so we're we're close we're ge- we're getting there and does so it have now, a name it's called sleepless oh nice which at the time I wasn't sure about but it became very what a like what a, what have I said a self self-fulfilling prophecy um, yeah it became this self-fulfilling prophecy of of not getting any sleep while, <laughs> while trying to finish this record but uh, yeah, it's been a long, long, heavy, heavy year, and um, we've been getting at this record, and I'm gonna be happy to finally get it done and have it have people hear it in 2017. So that will be our biggest our biggest thing uh, outside of just we, uh, hopefully this is with the new record and the new songs. Uh, hopefully, just getting out. Uh, I think we're looking at going to South by Southwest. Nice. Perhaps Tree Fort Festival. Knock on wood, we can do both of those, and just uh, getting out, playing songs to people. Yeah, and and so for the new album, since it's almost done, um, 
How did the process differ for you guys with this album as uh, compared to uh, your, your your last full length? Um, the the last um, the la- the last record was the first record that I done with like the with a full band. Um, so there was it was a lot of it was a learning process throughout the whole thing, and and every record is, but um, it was really nice to. I guess the last record I had written all these songs and I brought some friends in to play on the record, to play drums, to play bass, to help me make it a full band record. This time going in, I, we had a, a more established lineup um, and we'd all arranged the songs all together and kind of had a better, just more of a cohesive yeah. element there, uh, having everyone having played together for you know, really a year, a year and a half. Um, and so having that just was really nice, a little bit more fluid to kind of go in and do this whole record. And, um, yeah, we're working with, um, Sean Beresford. He's producing the record. He works with, um, Third Eye Blind and a, a few other groups over the years, a lot, of, <laughs> a lot yeah. of groups over the years, but most recently Third Eye Blind and, um, and Travis Hayes. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's good um, company. Good company, yeah. He's um, he's just so thorough and so on. It's just it's gonna be a really killer record, and um, it it's hard to get imp- you get a little impatient sometimes, like because it's just you want to get this out into the world. But I know that when it's done and when people are ready to hear it, it's just gonna it's gonna sound so great, and I'm just really excited for people to to finally hear these songs. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks. Thank you. As well as your performance tonight. So, Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for, for having us. Hey, for sure. Travis Cade, thanks for taking the time. And Thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Excellent. That was the interview with Travis Hayes and Ched, his drummer. So, uh, Good. Good stuff. Yeah, really fun what performance. Was, what was it like being in the room with them? Uh, it was cozy i mean it was downstairs at slim's so uh, you, you have a bunch of little dressing rooms he didn't know if he'd have his own dressing room actually until um until we went backstage and we've realized that he had his own place so we we bunkered up we chatted for you know a, a good bit um and he has uh, we talked about it in the interview but he uh if you listen to uh, his album there's a well he has uh, he has two albums and they're um, they kind of they they bounce off of each other because they're the same album, but one is acoustic and one is uh, the full band. And um, and at the end of the acoustic album, he does a cover of "Damn It" by Blink One Eighty Two, which is uh, which is really cool uh, because uh, you don't even realize that it's um, that it's a cover at first until you get into the the song a bit. Um, and uh, and definitely worth checking out. And he'd seen Blink One Eighty Two the night before, so he was pretty excited about that. Uh, and uh, yeah, all in all, a great conversation. The album is Young Days. Uh, there's two, like I said, there's two versions. There's one with the full band, and then there's one that he did acoustic with just him and a mi- uh, another microphone. So two microphones. Uh, at that. Uh... I thought it was two turntables and a microphone. Oh, got it. Got the Beck reference. That's classy. Yeah. Yeah. See. Yeah. See. Were... I'm with it. You're, you're you're hip. Yeah. I'm hip. Yeah. Kane. I just got I I don't have the hipster look, but yeah. hey, I'm hip. Uh-huh. Kane, you know who Kane is? Kanye. Kane, yeah. Kanye, yeah. Isn't that how you pronounce his name? Kane? Right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, well, let's move on to uh, your favorite segment, Jens. What is that? It's music news. Music news. 
right. So we both have a couple of stories, I believe, right? To one. Um. Well, I got one story, and it's not about Kane. Oh, good. Okay. Because yeah. Kane did just uh, the big news about Kane, Kanye West, is actually that he just had a meeting with President Trump and wanted to talk to him about a lot of important political things that were uh, important to him. I called him President Trump, right? It's just, I think you did. Yeah, uh, President Elect. Oh God! Yeah, I shouldn't even give him that title. Until you, yeah, that. you're you're in but, the future. Yeah, you're in the future, man. Yeah, but they had a meeting. Get, get back here. It was all. I mean, every news outlet was like reporting it. Like, okay, great. My mom is like freaking out because Kanye West is meeting with President Trump, and it's just like, okay, whatever. It you know he's gonna do what he wants to do, and it'll. Yeah, whatever. I I read some fake news. I wasn't quite sure if it was fake or not, but it said the headline said Trump appoints Kanye West to you know his cabinet. Oh Um, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure out what the position is going to be, and I'm like, you know, I bet Trump would do that. (laughs) So I'm not quite sure. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, when you can't tell the the real from the fake, then you we got a problem, right? So right. um, yeah, well, um, so you have one story, but it, but it's going to be a music news story this week. It is a music news story, and, and it's yeah. and it's going to get two thumbs up, is from what what I hear, right? Well, that's what I'm. That's what the feedback I want from you. So definitely two thumbs, um, and let me know if it's two thumbs up, <laughs> which direction down, they're or facing, sideways or what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah. should we lead in? Should I do a story before it, so we're not you know putting all our eggs in that basket first? Yeah, you do your story first, as long as it's not my story. Okay. Well, uh, so the uh, the Grammy nominations have uh, come out, and people are, I guess, uh, a little questionable as to why Beyonce was nominated for um, best rock performance uh, for for a Grammy. And mm-hmm. so the the VP of the Grammys actually has uh, come out and and spoken to it, and. Uh, he said that part of the reason that she was nominated um, is that her track Don't Hurt Yourself features Jack White um, and samples uh, of Led Zeppelin music. So, um, hmm. yeah, I guess there were comments by disturbed frontman David Draymon, who uh, queried why his band were up against Beyonce in a category he described described as too diverse. And, um, and he said, when you exclude metal, the rock category is one of our biggest umbrellas. So there's a big umbrella for the rock. I mean... Any way you turn Beyonce, I don't know that you can make her rock, right? She's always... I would never associate her with rock, no. She's a pop artist. Even if she works with rock people, I I still would uh, always put her in the pop category, right? So. Right, yeah. Yeah, so... So, so that's that first story. Hopefully yours will be much better. I'm sure it will. Uh, Well, it's not Beyonce. It's... um, uh, It is a Bay Area band. Green Day. Uh, Yes! How did you know this? Oh, I know. Is it? Does How it have to do with a guitar? It does not oh, have okay. to do with a guitar. Okay, no. Um, it has to do with a special tribute. Oh, okay. A special tribute. So not too long ago, we had a disaster happen here in Oakland. Oh, yes. Um, where the warehouse uh, burned down. It was a... What was it exactly? It was a party or something yeah. uh, that was happening. Yeah, ghost uh, house, right? Yeah, DIY thing um, in this warehouse. Exactly, the ghost ship. Ghost ship, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was a disaster. The, the place burned down, and there were uh, several victims involved. And um, Green Bay being a – did I just say Green Bay? You said Bay? Green Bay like Am the I Packers, thinking yes. football? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, Green Day um, decided, since they're a Bay Area band – uh, to do a tribute. Was this so, a, was this the other night at uh, Not So Silent Night? 
Yeah, that, it, yeah, this was uh, uh, just last Saturday. Yeah, I actually, uh, I actually watched it live. Um, I watched it on someone's Periscope. That, uh, oh so no way, that's I'll, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you do the story, but I'm yeah. I'm, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm, and then share what your experience of it was. So yeah, essentially they uh, performed uh, in Oakland uh, last Saturday, um, and they just shared their special tribute to the victims of the warehouse fire um, that claimed a dozen lives. Um, in that uh, place known as um, the ghost ship. Yeah. So what they did is they dedicated Boulevard of Broken Dreams uh, to all the victims of the fire. And um, there's a quote here. When I think of what happened last week at Ghost Ship, it's shocking. This is our home, you know. This is our people. My heart just goes out to all the people that perished in that warehouse. These are people just looking for themselves, just trying to have a moment where they could all celebrate being artists and being weird and, and having fun. Uh, so that's uh, frontman uh, Billy Joe Armstrong. Yes, yes, and that's I mean that's pretty much it, right? He said there would be no Green Day if there uh, weren't if it weren't for places like uh, Ghost Ship. And so, uh, I mean, everybody's you know in in a hurry to point a finger at uh, someone and who's responsible for for this, but ultimately it was a community that. It was, you know, disbanded in, in the worst way possible, right? Right, and, absolutely. And you never know, you know, when you're going to go. So, um, I mean, I've heard some touching tributes, you know, to those folks, and especially being in the Bay Area and kind of being around that. It's, I mean, it's it's really sad. Like, I've, I mean, I heard on the radio the other day, like a, a morning show, just lit a candle and, and for each per, uh, of the, I think, 36 people that died uh, there and <laughs> read off their names. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to make a correction. It's dozens of lives, not yes. a dozen lives. Uh, you're absolutely right. It's 36 people. Uh, he goes on to say, um, you know, we got to make sure of one thing. Um, in Oakland, we have to cherish all the freaks and all the weirdos. People need a place. Um, you know, they didn't go to art school. They got kicked out of their parents' house and they have nothing. You know, so there's a community there that... Um, uh, that was established where people would be accepted, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's really sad. You know, it's really sad because they were all young and taken before their their time, right? So, before their time, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So kudos to uh, Green Day. Yes. Yeah. So like like I said, I was watching that live um, because I that was actually the same night as the uh, the interview that uh, we had on the, the show today with Travis Hayes. And so after Travis's performance, I came home and. Um, and then uh, I, you know, I, I wanted to be a not so silent night also, cause it's such a cool lineup. I want to see green day live again. It's just, uh, circumstances didn't allow that to happen. And so I was like, yeah, someone will have it on Periscope. Right. And so I was watching it live before I was, you know, like falling asleep and, uh, saw that tribute. And also they, they did the thing then green day's notorious for this as, as well, but they, uh, have someone from the crowd come on stage and, uh, and play with them. And then they, uh, and then they give that person the guitar as well. That they, uh, that they used as well. So this. Uh, oh, sweet. So this kid, probably like 17 years old or something, um, like got on stage and and was playing with Green Day. Played like a two songs or something with them and was really good, and uh, and got to keep the guitar, which is pretty. Oh, neat. that's cool. That's really really cool. Uh, this article doesn't say where the concert was. It was at the Oakland Arena. Oh no shit. Shit. 
wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. I should do not. Uh, that's a big. Uh, hey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if little... you ever want to know more about shit, you can come over and. Uh, <laughs> Jens is you the know, expert. Dig up some more sewer lines. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, you know what, anyway. Jens? I'll give you two thumbs up for that story. That you know. Um, so. It was a, cool. It was, it was a good I get two thumbs up. I think that's yeah. the second of all time. Second of all time where yes. I get a uh, a certified uh, two thumbs up from Steve Jones. Exactly. So that was a good one. And, and I think that's the best story to kind of go out on also. I had a couple of small ones, but nothing huge. Music news is slow around the holidays. And uh, and it's been a really fun year, I, I think, overall for, for Concert Pipeline. Um, and I just want to, this, this being kind of the last episode of the, the year, I kind of want to quickly just reflect on some of the artists that we had on the, the podcast this year before we wind down um, and uh, some of my favorites. So it's been a little bit since you've done an interview, but um, but what were some of the, what were some of the favorite interviews off the top of your head that you got to be a part of? Oh boy. Brendan Let's James. See. That's right. Yes, yes. definitely. Brendan yeah. James. And I would say uh, when we were at um, uh, the venue on Van Ness, Oh yeah, the, oh, the Bowie tribute. Yes, the, Reg- yes, the Regency. Yes, exactly. That that was an epic, epic evening. Yeah, that totally, will go down in history. Totally. Where we had Gary Oldman, Scrote, the guy who um, set the whole thing up, Joe Sumner, Sting, Sting Son, Holly Palmer, Palmer from from David Bowie's band, Jerry mm. Harrison from the Talking Heads, and uh, Jeremy and Jeremy Little as well. How awesome was that? I mean, out of, out of mm. all of the shows that um, that you've done and that we've done together, I mean that one. I would agree. That's that was definitely. I have to say that was the biggest, biggest one as well. And I mean, and the most exciting and impactful. I mean, it just got a, such a great atmosphere and so much positivity at that celebration. So, so much talent, yeah, yeah. And it's also, you know, as you're talking about reflecting on on people that we've met and interviewed and you know concerts we've seen and we've been fortunate enough to attend. You know, today is also uh, today. This year has also been one of those years where we've lost a lot of great artists. Yes. You know, I mean, we were just talking about Bowie and, yep. you know, we lost Prince and, um, oh my gosh, I don't even want to think about all the people oh, we've yeah. lost. Those are two of the big, big, I mean, ones that you don't expect to, like, there's these presidences that you don't expect to, like, you expect them to be unhuman un- uh, to a point, right? And to, mm. to never go, but... But you know we're all human, and we have to go when our our time comes. And yeah, yeah. I and mean, there are things where it's like, what just happened? What am I reading? What? I mean, no way. Yeah. Did that just happen? So yeah, uh, you know, it's talking again about losing folks before their time. Yeah, that's for certain. Yeah. So we had a, a lot of great artists uh, on the program. We lost, like you said, some as as well just going through the list seeing if there's any others i want to uh call out offhand that i mean that was definitely the most exciting show the real big fish show was uh, a lot of fun it was cool to interview suburban legends which is a band from kind of my youth as well uh that uh i mean at on their last tour right this, this it was their last tour so i got to kind of see them out one more time um we we saw jack's mannequin uh, as well we didn't interview them at that uh show but uh, but the the podcast on the way home afterwards was uh, a a lot of fun in the it was co- fantastic in the car right plotting while we're going over the golden gate bridge yes <laughs> yes uh we saw motion city soundtrack also on their last tour and interviewed microwave at that show 
Uh, yeah. And so that was that was really cool. Yeah, lots of great bands. Um, Foreigner, right? Uh, had them on the the podcast. And oh, who who can for forget our our most recent podcast with Aaron Neville? Aaron Neville. That was quite the podcast. <laughs> we can talk freely about it now, but yeah, it was hard to hear him uh, and really was, understand what he was saying. It was a bit challenging. Yes. Ch- I had both ears strained. Yes, but he was on the podcast and uh, and covering Live in the Vineyard several times, you know, both times we did as well. Always a great show at Live in the Vineyard. Um, really intimate and amazing artists. Uh, they're actually one artist that played Live at the Vineyard uh, in uh, April was. Um, Oh shoot! Um, what's his name? The guy does seven years. Uh, Lucas Graham, uh, and we listened. To, I listened to him in the car with my kids almost every day. I drive him to school, you know, now, and I oh, I no never way. never heard him before, but but they love him. So, uh, so that was really cool to see him before he was incredibly huge and everything, and the kids love him. So anyway. That's about it. That's good. I think that's good for the 126th episode of Concert Pipeline, winding out 2016. Again, not expecting another episode unless something really great comes up, but a lot of bands are taking the holidays off. Um, and uh, we'll be back next year with uh, a lot more greatness on Concert Pipeline. Sounds good. Yes. Signing off, 2016 is coming to a close. Yeah, so we're going to play you out with one more song from uh, Travis Hayes. Uh, this is one of the uh, tracks he did live. Uh, at Slim's. Um, it's called House and Homes. And so for everyone at Concert Pipeline, that's Jen Schippel. And that is Steve Jones. We'll catch you next year. I don't know what that means to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? Yeah. Yeah. All right, go, go. In five, four, three.
sing a home. And